Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and before we get into some brand new movie reviews here on iHeartMovies, I have a couple special episodes for you, starting this week with an updated Q&A with my cousin Sarah and me. If you listened to the previous episode, you'll know that I'm getting things ready to launch my new podcast soon, and I decided that to get things started over on iHeart Animation, I wanted to go back to all my original Q&As with my most frequent co-hosts, including my own, but then I realized that a lot of my info in that previous episode was quite outdated. I think we recorded that one sometime mid-2019, and at the time I was living in Ames, still in school, still working on my internship, I had two jobs, and at this point in my life, things are way different for me. So, instead of re-releasing that episode, I decided to record a brand new one, and of course I had to share it here first, and I can't just do a Q&A on my own, so I had Sarah come back and do an update as well. If you want to listen to my first Q&A with Sarah, I'll link you to that original YouTube video in the description below. It is an interesting look back at my own personal history, even if the info is outdated now. Okay, I think that's all for now. Let's just jump right into things and talk about what's new with Sarah and me. All right, podcast listeners who listen to Jonathan. Now you're going to find out a little bit more about him as a person. So tell us a bit about yourself, Jonathan. Okay, well, the... I, I should start with the main reason I wanted to do this was because we did one of these several years ago. I think it was 2019 when we recorded it. That would make sense. I think it was the first episode that I released in 2020. But in 2019, I was in a very different place than I am now. So all yeah. of my answers are completely outdated. So it's time to update. Yes. So I think at that point, I was probably still doing my internship with Rachel. And I was still living in Ames. Mm-hmm. So I was working overnights at the hotel and working part-time at the bakery and at Hy-Vee in Ames. And now I don't work at either of those places anymore. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I have moved back to my hometown and I got a job, surprisingly, in basically what I went to school for, which I kind of wondered if that would ever happen. Which you were more surprised because we live in a very small town. Yes. And you figured you were going to have to potentially go to a completely different state. Yeah. Well, I originally moved back here because I got a job with the census as sort of a holdover job, I guess. I mean, I could do... With hy V you can transfer back and forth. So I transferred back to my hometown hy V and then... I worked for the census when I got back. Which is a grocery store train yes. chain in case you're listening from India or something. <laughs> yes, it's a grocery store chain in the Midwest. At, in Ames, I worked both at the, well, depending on what time, because after, before pandemic, I worked at the bakery. And after pandemic, I did online shopping. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved back to Harlan, I also did online shopping mm-hmm. here. But I remember the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which wasn't that long ago, but a lot has happened in recent years. It's not that long ago, but also a, a long time ago. <laughs> it's, it's like that song like from both. Cars. Long ago, not so very long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did the census thing and I kept like I kept applying for things for what I went to school for, but I was only applying like in Des Moines and Omaha, because those are the two closest big cities, and I figured that's where I would need to go. I studied advertising, and I just figured I needed to work for like an advertising company. I mean, there's other things you could do with that, but I didn't really think that I would get anything else. I figured you had to like start at the very bottom and work your way up, and and I never applied for anything around here because there wasn't anything until there was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom saw an ad in the paper for the utilities company in town. They were looking for somebody in marketing. I was like, well, I guess I can apply, but I know I'm not going to get it. And they called me right back. <laughs> Which sometimes that's the way things work. Once you're totally fed up and mm-hmm. have a large cynical streak because you've just been kind of beaten against the rocks of putting in so much effort into something and and not seeing the payoff. Well, I'd applied for so many things and I would never hear back from anybody. I had a few interviews, but a very small percentage of the jobs that I applied for would even call me back. 
and after a while just you know having the mentality but it wasn't meant to be like it, it still doesn't fix the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter how positive you're trying to be after a while you want something to just work out please yeah so i was really happy for you and you're happy for you and <laughs> i th it just seems to be a really good fit yeah because it's not even just marketing like marketing is only like a small percentage of what I do. The other percentage is the utilities company in town has local cable channels. So I basically film everything that happens in town. And as a homeschooler who was off doing your own thing with your own homeschool friends, a lot of the time now, all of a sudden you have your finger on the pulse of <laughs> so of. many school activities, <laughs> community activities. You have a, yeah, you know way more about what's going on in the city than I think the city, <laughs> the city of Harlan, <laughs> the town of Harlan than a lot of us do, Probably. which is cool. Yeah, it's not something I ever expected, but I'm I'm glad to be where I am. I like doing it. Yeah. So if you're ever watching our cable channels and <laughs> you see footage of the county fair and meetings and whatnot... Uh, well, you actually can watch what I do because I convinced my boss to let me start a YouTube channel for us. So everything that I make is also on YouTube now. Oh, wow. Just search. I think it's at Harlan Utilities is the handle that you can find. You are modernizing the system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. So what's changed for you since 2019? Oh, my goodness. Well, this, this weird little uh, pandemic thing <laughs> came up. No, 2019, I had already done caregiving for my grandmother, and she'd passed away. And I worked one job for a while. I'm not with that job anymore. And now I do a lot of caregiving. My mother's had severe health issues. And my father has a contractor, cabinet maker business, and I'm able to help him more than I used to. So sometimes I genuinely am employed with him as well in delivering and installing cabinets, which is nice. So if it has to do with my family, that's what I'm deeply involved in, whether it's helping them with their uh, physical needs or helping with his work. That's that's where I am right now. It's basically a full-time job without being a full-time job. And, uh, it, yeah, it's. I would just put out an encouraging word to people out there, whether you're, you know, a grandma looking after your grandkids, or I know I'm not the only daughter out there who's been faced with a family that has severe physical challenges, and... And whether you're you're a, a daughter or a mother or a grandmother or a son, whatever you're you're doing, whether you're you're taking somebody to to their appointments or helping them with their medicines, whatever you're doing, it I need people to tell me that it that it matters and that I'm helping and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now that it matters and that you're helping. <laughs> it can mean so much to the people that you're taking care of that it's somebody that they know. Mm. You know? So, yeah, without getting too touchy-feely about that, I guess. <laughs> On to pets! <laughs> yeah, you have probably quite a few new pets since the last time we talked. Oh, yeah, because our pets kept dying, too! <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have to mention that part. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, the cat's in... Like, what is this? It's like cardiac arrest. I didn't know that they could have that real condition. <laughs> such a, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I won't go into all the details. <laughs> we love our pets. But, yeah, you, you all... Okay, we have a lot of cats and a couple of dogs. And I won't go all, you know, grandma pulling out the photos and talk about, and this is little Johnny, you know. <laughs> But we love our animals, and they really comfort us and help us when we're stressed out. So, And then they turn around and 
eat something that they shouldn't and start stressing us out. <laughs> like, oh no, the vomit is pink. <laughs> 48 hours later, he's fine. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. <laughs> but I'm really delighted because now your family has a cat and you're turning into cat people. Like your family. Well, I've always liked cats, but I believe I'm surprised you. Surprised that my parents. Yeah, because there are people who have animals, and it's like, oh, they're fine, whatever. And then there are the people who are up late. Like, is my baby okay? Oh, here's a little toy. Oh, you know, here I took a picture, and your parents have become those people, and that has become one. Of, this has become one of those households, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> Because we're obsessed, and I love that you're you're heading down that trail. Yeah, I'm not sure if we would have had Mr. Friendly at the time we recorded last time, but that's probably around the time that he showed up, because he basically adopted my parents. Yeah. Because it happened before I moved back, so that, that might have been around the time that he had shown maybe, up. Maybe. So I don't know if he was mentioned before, but yes, Mr. Friendly is a member of the family now. And he's named Mr. Friendly because he was very friendly to my parents, and that's why they wanted to call him Mr. Friendly. <laughs> it works. It works. It's very fitting. No, he's a gray and white, and in my experience, cat, gray and white cats can be just some of the most chilled out, loving, wonderful cats. So if you're looking to adopt and you want a really chill cat, look for like a short-haired gray and white tuxedo type yeah you can just hang out and watch movies and eat popcorn together <laughs> <sighs> okay do you want to talk about hobbies well my hobby is basically what we're doing now <laughs> yeah you are kept so stinking busy with podcasts like you will email me a book about and this is what i'm thinking about doing and this is what we're going to do and <laughs> this is what's changed with the schedule so yes while you have had various interests over the years this one is very consuming this one kind of has stuck around longer than most because i used to like bounce from potential hobby to potential hobby like one time i decided i was going to get into jewelry making i bought tons of jewelry making stuff and then <laughs> i didn't do anything with it <laughs> I mean, with this one, you, yeah, you can buy equipment <laughs> to well, go with it. The equipment it, but that we're using now is stuff that I've kind of collected. Like at the beginning, I just used what I had. This one is almost nice for you. I think that you have basically a product that you're putting online that you don't have to store in a lot of bulky packaging or, you That's know. That's true. So you can put out a large volume and not, yeah, not have your room totally loaded with stuff but yeah yeah and this is another thing also that's changed since we last recorded because at the time we recorded that was when i was basically just starting podcasting i probably had been doing it maybe six months when we recorded that one it did, we didn't put it out until like the next year but that was the first podcast and now i'm going to be starting a fourth podcast this year mm. so well i think you really like i think you like research and technological things and with movies animation whatever there's basically endless capacity for novelty seeking so where mm -hmm. you could maybe get tired of one hobby with this one you can keep moving on to the next story or the next research project or whatever and that probably helps to keep you going it does and that's probably why i have four different podcasts because <laughs> <laughs> one is just the podcast for whatever i feel like talking about then there's the Disney podcast that I started last year, and I'm going to be starting an animation podcast. But I had been doing those in the podcast that was for everything. And then the podcast called Every Version Ever, which is every version ever of whatever I feel like talking about. And it's always interesting to start researching and finding out how many different versions of different stories there are. And it, like even before I started the podcast, I always thought it was interesting that there was so many times that stories had been remade. And see, not everybody's going to view that that way. Like yeah. my sister would go insane. <laughs> she could like 
I think in her mind, us watching as many Alice as we did was masochism. <laughs> and at times it was, <laughs> depending on the version of Alice. <laughs> yeah. So you have the mind that that's curious about those things and can provide that to an audience that is obsessed or interested, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also, even if the versions that we watch are bad, I still think we get an interesting conversation. Yeah, sometimes that's the that provides some of the best nuggets. Yes. And then with this, you also get to, whether it's filming or creating the graphics for it, like there, there are layers mm, of... Yeah. There are layers of creativity and um, skill sets that go into it that, yeah. It's a whole bunch of different hobbies all mixed into one of things that I like doing. That's probably why this one has stuck around so long. Sure. Sure. Any other hobbies you want to talk about? or? Well, I sometimes knit, but I haven't done that for years. Cooking, <laughs> photography. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I do both of those to varying degrees. But right now, this is what's consuming. Yeah. You're welcome, Internet. (laughs) If you want to know about that Italian Alice that came out in the 70s, we got you covered. Or was that Spain? No, I think it was Italian. That was Italian. (laughs) You know which one I'm talking about. (laughs) No, Mondo (laughs) D'Alice. I feel like that had a pretty uh, catchy soundtrack to it. It did. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't understand a thing they said, but I liked the music. (laughs) Let me talk about my hobbies. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my hobbies, they they fluctuate a bit, but I do the thing of rotating hobbies, and you know what I'm talking about. Like, you don't want to knit in the summer. Mm -hmm. So, I, between my mother, grandmother, sister, etc., I learned different forms of needlework, um took singing lessons so i love to sing mostly for myself um there are probably people who can relate to that too like yes i have this hobby but it's mainly for me and um art of course like we talk about on here i draw and do watercolors cook and bake and garden and no different methods of food preservation um this is, is this gonna sound really snotty if i say i was doing sourdough before it was cool again <laughs> <laughs> like I had somebody asked me whether you know covid basically got me going on sourdough i was like no i was doing it years before covid <laughs> I'm way cooler than that. I didn't take COVID. Who <laughs> knew? I shouldn't be that proud of that, probably, but I am. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I'm probably you know, and dabbling in languages, and someday I'm going to get really far with one of them. <laughs> I am trying, and um, I feel like I'm missing stuff. I'll think of it after I've left, after the sound is off. But yeah, arts, crafts, musical, and and you and I both like exploring other cultures. Mm-hmm. So we're both interested in exploring music from other cultures, food from other cultures, and when we can, like, it's nice to buddy up with jonathan and you know go visit an ethnic grocery store in omaha or things like that and then i can incorporate that into my cooking hobby and or sit around eating lychee gummies (laughs) 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 uh so yeah that 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 encompasses a lot of it and yeah so while this podcast sometimes probably highlights how i'm not always uh, as into technology or into the modern scene. I'm so, so thankful for technology because it allows me to explore other cultures and connect with other people in other parts of the world, even if it's just a little bit. And that is so heartwarming and exciting to me. So, mm-hmm. 
And like even the other day when us doing a podcast together in totally different parts of the country and to be able to connect over that, that's that's sweet. It's nice. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Should I hand these questions back to you? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> a lot of these are not going to have changed much since we last talked. They might be beneficial to new listeners. That's true. With, like, with favorite movie, I always say Fantasia. Even though I have lots of favorite movies, it's just hard to pick a favorite. But Fantasia encompasses a lot of things that I like. Like animation, Disney, classic Disney. Visuals to music, which you don't always get very mm-hmm. often. It's just, it's really cool. And I loved it when I was a kid, so... It's kind of an all-around good one that I figure is a good one to say is your favorite. Now I'm struggling with this because I don't feel like I have a favorite movie. What did I say when we talked about it before? I don't remember. I haven't listened to it recently. (laughs) Yeah, and I can't get mad at you because if I don't remember, why should I expect you to? Weirdly enough, the thing that... And I don't know why. I like... Especially when I'm sick... I like watching Chariots of Fire. (laughs) And I feel like you and I kind of need to watch that and review that because you thought it was boring. And I think you need to revisit it and have a fresh perspective. This is another one where I'll probably think of more stuff after I've gone. But for some reason, that's the one that's standing out to me. And I wouldn't even say that that's my favorite. I'm not going to say that I have a favorite. Mm -hmm. I have favorites. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like ones that you review... We revisit different ones, like um, definitely movies from the 40s and probably 30s, too. And the 1931 Alice. <laughs> well, I feel like, was it the 1908 one that was awesome? And I just, okay, little movie recommendation. If you guys haven't watched this one, I feel like I read a synopsis of it years ago and it was like, meh. Just watched People Will Talk, 1951 Cary Grant movie, last night. And if you're into old movies and you haven't seen it, it's weird. Watch it. It's also heartwarming and it has a happy ending. So, yeah. It's kind of in that category. It's not as draining like emotional I don't mean that as an insult necessarily but not as emotionally draining as say Mr. Smith goes to Washington or executive suite where they're making really really hard-hitting points about justice and fairness and everything but it does talk about kindness and the human condition and doctors and stuff so but without being totally overwhelming yeah there's plenty of humor in it too so anyway that's kind of an aside (laughs) i won't claim a favorite but i will say i would recommend that one as an old movie what about animation Ooh, the world of beatrix potter and friends (laughs) is one of my absolute favorites and i feel like we talked about this i know we mentioned that one it they really really closely copy the illustration style of Beatrix Potter which is something because her illustrations were so beautiful and were watercolor Um, and they're just incredibly sweet and charming what else do I like I mean I'd recommend the snowman too but as far as picking favorite animation that might be absolute favorite 1990s animated series It would be nice if they'd done more. I'd have taken five seasons of that. What about you? Well, if we're talking series, like the one that comes to mind first is Gravity Falls. Mm. That's one that I probably could watch and rewatch and never get tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, another one that I really like, haven't finished, is The Amazing World of Gumball which is hilarious and weird and random. And it's so many different styles of animation all in one. Like they use everything from CGI to paper cutouts 
to <laughs> a person with googly eyes glued onto their chin <laughs> as a character, like Whatever a live they action. Feel like, <laughs> like it's a random buffet. Yes, and it's just one of the most randomly creative shows that I've ever seen. If they feel like doing it, they're just going to do it, basically. Sounds yes. like yes, yes. And actually make money off of that. Congratulations. <laughs> favorite anime <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of anime but I recently was watching Star Wars Visions which is an anime anthology series where they Lucasfilm basically gave free reign to a whole bunch of different studios in Japan to just do whatever they want under mm-hmm. the Star Wars banner it's not like this is canon as to what happens in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like you can use the building blocks of the Star Wars universe to just do whatever you want. So you've got a whole bunch of stuff that's like Mega Man to extreme action, sword fighting and sci-fi. Basically, you can get that. But there's also like the cute little robot. and it's mm-hmm. Every episode is very different. So that's what pops to mind first for anime. I don't watch a whole lot of anime, so I can't my, say I have a favorite. My sister would know so much about anime, and I do not... When I guess I guess I should say I like Studio Ghibli and different specific filmmakers, but I'm like anime as a series. I don't watch a whole lot of series animes. I recently rewatched when Marnie was there, and mm-hmm. I don't always love what happens in anime. But when Marnie was there, I cried. But in a, Studio but in a, Ghibli but it, is kind of its own thing. But, it's like it's always so good. If you're having some feelings and you need to get them out, watch when Marnie was there, and it does have. A happy ending, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of bittersweet in there. But it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And even if you don't want to watch Japanese films, some of that Studio Ghibli music is just so chill. Yeah. <laughs> the Studio Ghibli always has the best music. It's so good. Oh, we didn't even mention Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> oh, that's true. Over the Garden Wall. There's a lot that's of good... a favorite in, of both of ours. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. We did an entire podcast on that, which I will re-release at a seasonally appropriate time on the new podcast. Okay. I don't remember if you had an answer for this or not the last time, but is there any TV shows that you currently watch that you really like? <laughs> We've actually been watching... That's a really long pause. We've actually been watching All Creatures Great and Small on PBS. And so far, I 98% like it. (laughs) Which is something. Like, if I say I 98% like something, it's very good. Like, it's been a long time since my family had a Sunday night show where it's like it's it's gonna be on oh and you're and you're looking forward to it like and now all of us are ending up in the living room watching it together I mean yes my mother fell asleep but <laughs> she she was excited that it was gonna be on <laughs> I realize that it's not true to the books probably in a lot of ways but here's the thing. I started reading those books, and there were so many swears. <laughs> I, and, it, you know, it's his memoirs. All Creatures Great and, and Small is memoirs of a vet in the UK. And they took those characters and some of that plot line, and they, not only is the scenery beautiful and the sets are really well done, what does it is that they incorporate all of these heartwarming life lessons into this show but in a way that's not overbearing it's just touching and it's funny and for instance there's an episode with this horse that gets scared it has trauma and it's afraid of a riding crop but it's supposed to be a racehorse and so he's basically supposed to put this horse down and in the meantime, he's having flashbacks of being in World War One and what he went through with that as a vet and having to put down horses basically needlessly. 
and he refuses to give up on this horse. Like, it's going to take time, but as long as it takes, I'm going to help this horse through its trauma. It's just, it's so good. It's so heartwarming. And the relationships between people of, of growing, whether it's needing to apologize or needing to have extra faith in somebody or having an argument, it's, it's so good. It is so stinking good. Anyway, and I don't, like, I did not expect to have it be as good as it is. So, yeah, I could keep going. I will be quiet now, <laughs> but I could keep going. It's that good. Yeah, you're not the first person to tell me about it. It is one that I should probably watch at some point. You'll get a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> For me... I like I used to watch a lot of TV, but since I've been doing the podcast, it's kind of fallen by the wayside and I watch mostly stuff that I've got to watch for the podcast. But I do try and keep up with a few things. Like whenever there's a Star Wars TV show, I try and keep up with that. I didn't keep up with Andor, but I binge-watched that after this my podcast season was over. So earlier this month I watched the first season of Andor. See my above comment about not being in touch with things, but being glad to be in touch with the wider world? I don't know what Andor is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Rogue One was? What What was? Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. I've maybe heard of that. This is a series based on one of the main characters of Rogue One. What happened to him before the events of Rogue One. Okay. And of course, I've loved the Mandalorian. I have multiple Baby Yoda figures I'm, that people I'm have given me. I'm staring at one right now, <laughs> and it's like life size. It actually is. Shanna, her older sister, I mean, bought it's, it for me. It's, oh, okay. It, it is baby size. Those aren't baby size eyes. But um, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're a baby giraffe, yeah, complete with you know little little touches of of pink. The blushing baby is over here. <laughs> Already looking deeply into the mysteries of the universe with its large eyes. But other than that, I haven't really kept up on shows. Like, I used to watch a lot of sitcoms, and the only one that I've watched recently is Abbott Elementary, which is about an underfunded school in Philadelphia, I believe. Mm. I really like that show. The, I like the teacher's... You get the kids, too, but I like the teachers, mostly. Hmm. And, yeah, that's the only one that I've really kept up with. I used to watch a lot of sitcoms. Like, that was one of my favorite things to watch. But, like I said, with the podcast, I don't have a whole lot of time for TV shows. So, that's about the only one that I've really kept up with recently. Uh, we already talked about, like, Fantasia was my favorite, one of my favorite movies growing up. Bambi was my actual favorite movie growing up. I, w I had a lot of movies that I watched as a kid, but like as far as favorites, Bambi and Fantasia were the favorites. Did you have any favorites that you watched a lot growing up? Or anything that you would have said as a kid, that's my favorite? Oh, what age? Whatever age. <laughs> it might help if you pick an age. I mean, we grew up watching Shirley Temple movies mm. and stuff like National Velvet. Definitely grew up with old movies. Disney and Pixar. Grew up with that. I liked Monsters, Inc. I don't know. It, what I mean, It's a Wonderful Life, I think, mm. was one of my favorites growing up. I don't know, as a kid, that might have been more as a teenager. The movies like It's a Wonderful Life and I liked You Can't Take It With You when I was a teenager, too, I believe. Both Capra films with, you know, moral sentiment. <laughs> But yeah, old movies. Old movies and probably Pixar would have been some of my <laughs> favorites. <laughs> nature specials. Yeah, I watched a lot of nature stuff. PBS, Wild America with Marty Stauffer. Gotta have Mr. Rogers. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're getting into childhood shows and stuff, which is its own, <laughs> its own thing. Zoom. <laughs> If it was on PBS, we probably watched it. Yeah, yeah, if it, yep, <laughs> yep. We watched this stuff before they became the animated sequels. <laughs> Whether it's the Crap Brothers or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. 
That's right. They are rebooting a bunch of stuff as animation. And these don't days. forget the Magic School Bus. I haven't even watched the reboot of that. They made a reboot of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we watched the original. <laughs> I feel like Zoom seems like such a homeschooler type show. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Here we made our own little movie. Here we're making a cake. It's in the freezer. Do you remember that cake? Man, that looked good. Here we're making our own language. <laughs> Why not? Well, you mentioned Disney and Pixar, something that people love to endlessly debate. Do you like Disney or Pixar better? Mm, probably Pixar. I mean, it might depend on the moment, but... Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly... Like, where do you, what are you, what is the distinguishing factor? Are we talking about 1970s funny action flicks? Are we talking about 90s Pixar or early 2000s Pixar? Like, you can't. I mean, if it's like a princess movie versus a Pixar, like old school Toy Story or something like that, it's probably just going to depend on my mood. I'm probably going to reach for Pixar. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to reach for whatever's. I don't know. I I have sometimes I want stuff that's really heavy and sometimes I want stuff that's really lighthearted. It just depends. Either way, I want a happy ending. Yeah. Unless it's Roman Holiday, <laughs> which I'm oddly okay with. <laughs> it was still kind of a happy ending. <laughs> I'm bringing up another old movie. We're talking we're supposed to be talking about Disney and Pixar and I'm bringing up another old movie. Well, of course, growing up, I would have said Disney because Pixar didn't exist until 95. And I I was, a, I guess I was weird because I didn't really love Toy Story. I liked Bugs Life when it came out. And it wasn't until Monsters, Inc. that I started really figuring out that Pixar was its own thing. Mm. And then a little past Monsters, Inc., by about the time of Ratatouille, I would have said Pixar all the way. Pixar is the best. But I think at some point in the past 10 years, I think it's kind of swinging back around. I feel like Pixar, well, both Disney and Pixar, I feel like, are kind of going through a lull of really good movies. They're still making good movies, but they're not making amazing movies <laughs> like it seemed like they were. And I've, I feel like with these movies, like, I grew up with say sleeping beauty so there's probably some kind of nostalgia or something around Mm -hmm. that but none of these movies are movies that i'm like i can't live without it i can't live without a bug's life yes if i watch a bug's life i'm going to enjoy it but growing up i never felt i don't think i ever felt obsessed no me neither the only, like I said, the only movies that I was really obsessed with were Bambi and Fantasia. I'm not sure why those two specifically, but those were my Mm-mm. obsessions. <laughs> and then at that, like at Ratatouille, that like there was a solid several movies in a row that were just so good. And Up. I was, yeah, that was Up one was of them. Up, good. Wally, Ratatouille, like those three especially. Like they were like one right after the other, and they were by far some of my favorite movies at the time and honestly i think it would be interesting to explore more of what's out there you know you're talking other studios yeah like other films in the world and oh yeah indie type stuff i feel like and i can't say whether this is true and i'm not saying that this is all bad but we're probably in an american bubble which can be great but i bet other countries other countries probably have their own bubbles too of like Mm -hmm. yes this is the language that i speak so i'm watching french films um but yet there are probably other countries that are watching way more films from other countries than what we do Mm -hmm. it's probably way more common than what i realize and I think it would be interesting if it's a good movie with subtitles to see more of what's out there in film. Yeah, it's kind of hard because like I I am aware of some of what's coming out around the world. And it but doesn't as even have as, to be new. Yeah. Like there there is an Iranian film about a little girl and either a balloon or a goldfish. I would like to watch the film with subtitles. I've never seen it. 
If you can get me a title, I probably can find out where we can oh, watch it. Oh, shoot. And there's another one where I think it's supposed to be like a fake documentary or something of a guy driving a taxi cab and all the people getting into his cab and their viewpoints and there's supposed to be humor involved. Mm-hmm. But it's also an Iranian film. And he filmed it, I believe, when he was not supposed to be making any movies. <laughs> um, so maybe if I find, if I can remember who that filmmaker was. But it was probably called something like The Balloon or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's hard just for us to see them because theaters around here just don't get that kind of thing but you have to but you and i have already explored a little bit like alice has helped us to do that in a in a way and also like watching that french animation yeah that was big bad fox yeah that was interesting too and one time we watched a documentary about cats and turkey and You know, keep watching stuff like that. I want to I wanna see more. I'd like to see more of what's out there. It's one of those things where if you know what you're looking for, you can find things. But you have to know about it first. <laughs> yeah, you have to be curious enough to go out there and whether it's finding it or stumbling on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, we've talked about the different things we've done for every version ever. But do you have a favorite thing that we've watched for that podcast okay so one of my favorites one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done for any channel whatever it may be i would say is our war of the worlds i have other favorite episodes too but our war of the worlds episode is one of my favorites about the radio play Mm -hmm, about the radio play with orson welles Mm -hmm. and i didn't even listen to the whole thing i listened to part of it (laughs) I wanted to talk about the historical aspect of it. And so I got to dive into that and have a nice meaty conversation about it. So if we can talk about historical stuff in our podcasts, whether that's Over the Garden Wall or Disney's trip to South America or Orson Welles' impact on America with that broadcast, to me, that's some of the best. Mm -hmm. So that's some of my favorite content that we put out. It's always an interesting conversation because you come up with things that I would have not known about or thought about. Thank you. No, it's fun. Yeah, and and with Orson Welles, yeah, like how there was another program on that other people were listening to, but they probably got bored with it and came in on his at an inopportune moment. And (laughs) you can, you can, and no, when you get into these historical type podcasts, you can just start finding nuggets. Like one of them... I did a whole deep dive into the history of Samba and had to go on a big ramble about that. And that was fun. That was so interesting. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. These podcasts can be a really good opportunity to learn things if you take the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what about Alice? Because that's the thing that kind of started it all. Not just every version ever, but like all podcasts. It was just various versions of Alice. Am I supposed to pick a favorite? If you have one. Ooh. Okay. So they're almost like favorite versions or favorite moments. Like the play in the woods from the 20s. Mm, yeah. That was so unique and so interesting. And it was really a look into the past. Um, probably the earliest silent version that had like the Maine Coon cat or whatever. 1903, I believe. Oh, that was 1903. Wow. So that's one of my favorites. And that I think was our first one that we did. Yeah. Maybe. And that one time when you found out that that horrible version had pirated a good song. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good moment in our Alice history. That really awful one with the Alice that looked like she was too old and on alcohol or something. <laughs> that was 1931. <laughs> that one was terrible, but it was also interesting to talk about. Like it was so, I mean, the Mad Hatter getting taken out in a body bag or whatever. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite episodes that we ever recorded. 
And of course, the the check Alice was oh, yeah. one of my favorites. It was dark and out there, but probably the fact that it was out there, like yeah, I'm not gonna want. That's not a good thing to watch at two a.m. <laughs> alone. But it was very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, we already said the Italian one was pretty good. We've watched a lot of bad ones, but there are ones that were either just so memorably bad or that were genuinely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, just, being memorable probably stays with me more than being good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I know that there were one or more probably from the 70s or 80s where it's like, well, that was actually a pretty good version. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, as far as versions we've recorded, the 1931 one comes to mind first is entertaining and also the Czechoslovakian one. I know your favorite is, what was it, 99? Yes, we haven't actually recorded a podcast on that yet, but we will get to that eventually. And it was interesting revisiting the Disney one because I think it was probably more charming than I remembered. Mm -hmm. And actually um, incredibly refreshing after some of the horrible (laughs) ones that we've watched. I should say, too, most of the ones we watched last year were at least fun to record about even if they weren't that great like both of the ones from 1985 it was really fun to talk about them and then talk about the really kind of bad american one with nikki that was a fun conversation well and and um the war between disney and uh, was it the french version that i can't remember how that version his was, name, but was yes. pretty good and also, I think our Alice exploration introduced me to Ravi Shankar through that mm. weird 1960s version. Yeah. Which is also pretty good and memorable. Mm-hmm. And weird. Where, yeah, the cross-dressing duchess was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been educational. <laughs> Besides Alice, has there been one of these stories that we've done that you've liked watching a bunch of different versions of? Remind me which ones we've done. (laughs) I remember Secret Garden. I feel Uh, like Secret Garden is probably the one that I've done the most with you. Well, and Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. The The others I've kind of branched out and have gotten a lot more people involved but i know the secret garden and christmas carol were two of the early ones that we watched a bunch of together yeah like i liked watching pinocchio with you but that's one version <laughs> actually there, yeah, i watched you two watched the original disney right one. that one has been a while since we watched that one because it has been we recorded that one at grandma's while you were still yeah. taking care of her so it's been since at least sometime in 2018 when we recorded that one i'm sure probably over the summer while I was back for Ames. Peter and the Wolf. That's another one we watched a bunch of. Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty good series. I know the stop motion one really stuck with me as one that I liked. Mm-hmm. That would be my favorite that we watched. Yeah. I am I think I'm noticing a thing that I like stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't really talk on that. There have been a bunch of stop motion in the past five, ten years that you've enjoyed a lot. You could almost make a little playlist of the stop motion that we've reviewed. I probably could. We should do more because yes. we still need to do a podcast on Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. And, and we both like Wallace and Gromit. Yes. And Shaun the Sheep. Yes. And at some point we should do like a full length podcast on Marcel the Shell. I guess that's stop motion too. Okay. If you, I, Apparently <laughs> the way to my heart is with stop motion. <laughs> Maybe it's the type of people that make stop motion. I don't know. I feel like stop motion kind of sets itself apart from other animation because it involves like physically creating things, whereas traditional animation is drawing pictures and computer animation is creating things inside a computer that doesn't necessarily exist like you could 3d print it but it doesn't necessarily exist in the real world but with stop motion it's like a physical object that you can touch and photograph and move now that one stop motion that i didn't appreciate as much 
that was dark. The one with the dogs. You're talking about Isle of Dogs? Probably. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that one. That's another Wes Anderson one. Yeah, I think I expected that to be far more lighthearted than it was. <laughs> well, it had a good ending. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the partial nudity and the darkness took over. Guy getting out of the hot tub or whatever. Anyway, you can, don't you can that. edit that out if you need to. <laughs> like all of a sudden, there's there he is. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Apparently, it's stuck in your mind more than mine. <laughs> yeah, I was not. You know, I expected it to be like a kids movie, and it was more like Oh, Isle Dog's not a kids movie. <laughs> no, I expected a kids movie, and then all of a sudden, it was. Like heavy social commentary or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared. <laughs> oh, Little Women. That's another oh, one we yeah. did a whole bunch of. Wizard of Oz. I didn't, I wasn't involved in that one. Oh, that's right. Wizard of Oz is one that I've been doing for such a long time that I'm surprised I, you didn't do any, but I guess you weren't a fan of the original. And I not hugely like it's very I <laughs> I I think I misquote it all the time because I'll say whenever I'm I don't know I think maybe if I misspeak or I'm saying never mind or it's awkward I'll say pay no attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> <laughs> so I say that all the time but it's not really one of my movies What about Little Women? Because that one you that did a bunch w- with me. I I think that was a pretty good series. Did you have one that was a favorite? I mean, the one from the forties is one of my favorites. But I, it was one of those where you revisit it and you feel differently about it watching it <laughs> fifteen years later or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's a sweet movie. I I, I, I don't know that any of of course the nine. 90s version of Secret Garden is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite movies, period. Yeah, same. Some of that soundtrack alone is just great. Mm -hmm. Have there been any of the ones that we've done so far that you want to do more of? You want to find more versions of a story we've covered? Oh, I'm game for more Alice, which my sister would just not understand. (laughs) Um... It would depend. Like if a real if there was a really cool version of something. I reviewed Pinocchio with you because it actually looked great, not because I liked the original. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of those it would just depend on whether something really cool came out. Other than that, I'm game to look at more versions of other things. Is there a story that we've never done that you would like to find a bunch of versions of? Ooh, and so I can just be sad. Um, <laughs> we've talked about doing Wind in the Willows. Yes, that's still on my list. And that's one of those where you're asking for trouble because it is one of my favorite books of all time. It is one of the most comforting reads in the English language. I actually really love Winnie the Pooh. Too, which I've thought about that, but there's barely any versions, and so that's kind of, and maybe that's just as well. And and the thing is, and well, if you're like, why do you like Winnie the Pooh? Well, maybe we can't be friends, but <laughs> the the original books are so incredibly charming, and they're just this subtle social. Like they they talk about different types of people, but as little animals, and and I just love that. Whether mm-hmm. it's Wind in the Willows or Winnie the Pooh or Beatrix Potter, mm-hmm. um, it's so much fun. How much have we talked about Roald Dahl? Not a whole lot, because that is something that I have thought about. We it would both be a, we both like Roald Dahl, and so it doesn't yeah. have to be one story. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because, like, I I know it's called Every Version Ever, but it's basically a podcast about literary versions of things, or versions of, versions of literature. So, so I was kind of thinking, like, what if we did just a series on Roald Dahl, even if it's not and all honestly, one story? And honestly, if you love Roald Dahl, who's gonna, nobody's going to complain about that. 
<laughs> I doubt it. Um, growing up, I loved horses. So I liked watching... Um, here's a f- movie that I forgot about that I really liked when I was a kid. The Black Stallion. That's something that they have made several versions of. And I watched the version with... Well, it might have been the sequel. With Mickey Rooney. And I read Black Beauty. And like I already said, watched National Velvet. Black Beauty made me cry when I was a child. It would probably half kill me now. (laughs) At least I know what happens to Ginger. Um, But... (laughs) I haven't read that since I was really young. I don't remember much of it. Oh, my goodness. I started to reread it, I think, as an adult. And I feel like I was getting emotional over the first chapter. So, let's not do every version. I mean, maybe it would just sort of (laughs) cauterize after a while. Like, yes, the animals are dying and becoming brokenhearted again. (laughs) But maybe not. Let's maybe not do that one. Um... But yeah, the one that comes to mind would be Roald Dahl. Sort of along the same lines, do you have a favorite book or series that you don't think has many versions that you want somebody to make a good version of? I have a book that's one of my favorites that I'm very prejudiced about that comes to mind. And that would be Anne of Green Gables. Because I love the 1980s Megan Follows movie. And I love the book. Anything else, I'm probably going to throw it out on the compost heap, (laughs) metaphorically speaking. Um, And I feel like they've particularly butchered it in modern times. And I remember a cheesy animated series from when I was a kid. Yeah, I I will put this into that category. Because if somebody... And, well... I could maybe say that about Pollyanna too, but I'm hap- I'm pretty happy with the versions that have been made, whether it's the BBC version or the Disney version. That's another one we need to do for every version ever. I've even bought a couple DVDs in preparation for eventually doing that one. Okay, well, I, well you it. know at least two versions that I can review with you then. But Anne of Green Gables has so much potential. If the BBC were to do a series on it, like what they're doing with All Creatures Great and Small, Mm. it could be amazing. It could be wonderful because it's a whole series of books. Mm -hmm. And after the first Megan Follows movie, they did Anne of Avonlea, which was good, but they were already taking a bunch of liberties with the story. And by the time they got to the third one in the sequel, they were just riffing however they wanted to riff. <laughs> so it starts with Anne, but it goes on to the lives of her children and probably even grandchildren. There's so much potential, and, and it involves World War One, where she already, I think, had grown children, which is not how they play it out in the Megan Follows movie. So yeah, I appreciate that they did the, the Tales from Avonlea series, but <laughs> there's so much material there that they could, they could, it could be very heartwarming too. And for these people who were all over the oh, I love the the costume design and da-da-da. There's so much room for that as well. So that's my two cents. I I mean, I could probably think of other stuff. They need to come back and make um, maybe three more seasons of The World of Beatrix Potter and Friends. Just make (laughs) it like the ones in the 90s and you'll be okay. I will accept them. But yeah. My answer to that question... I hadn't thought of it before now. I should have thought of it before. But it just popped into my head. A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. Like, the most recent Disney one was fine. But they took so many liberties. They didn't even do Ant Beast. And... Really? I mean, there was like a... I think she was in a scene that was deleted. You should be proud of me. I actually did read that book. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to be proud of me. But I actually did read it. I loved that book so much growing up. The one from either the 90s or early 2000s was good, but I want like a new one that's like really faithful 
and good acting and does the big parts of the book that they need to do. Like you can take some liberties, but like, but don't go crazy. Do the main parts of the story. Get to the heart of the story. Yeah. Here's another thing that is not a series. It was a single book by Ella Montgomery that I actually, you know, I'm not always into romance novels the way some chicks are. But she did a story that I really liked that I actually read at least twice when I was growing up. So I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Called The Blue Castle. And I'm wondering, did anybody ever make a movie out of that? I can Google it. I'd appreciate that. If somebody actually made a decent movie out of that, which they probably didn't, or if somebody wanted to make a movie out of that and not just don't murder it. There's nothing listed on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, that was that would be an interesting story if somebody wanted to make a movie out of that. This is basically about this young lady who's timid and quiet and she lives under her family's thumb but she's noticing that she's having heart trouble goes to the doctor and gets a notice that she's going to die and then she starts living how she sees fit and making decisions that would she never would have before Mm. and just it has a good ending it has a good ending (laughs) The last question I have on here is basically the same as the question we just talked about, except specifically animated. Like, is there anything that you want to see specifically as an animated movie? And my answer, I know we've talked about this before, but I want an animated and probably specifically anime like Studio Ghibli, Secret Garden. Mm -hmm. I think that could be absolutely amazing. If it was in the hands of say studio ghibli Mm -hmm. the only other one that comes to mind right away is makoto shinkai who did your name which i don't think you've seen but he has a style that's different studio ghibli but just as beautiful Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think an animation that doesn't exist of a story that i like or something that maybe had a poor animated version that you want a do-over I'm not, okay, I'm just going to be redundant. Maybe this is a cop-out. But while Disney did do some good things with Winnie the Pooh, if somebody did it like Beatrix Potter, where they were really inspired by Ernest Shepard's illustrations Mm. and really brought out some of the, more of the nuance of the book, you could probably make a whole movie out of that. But even if it was just a little series. Um, As far as a whole movie... We haven't watched all of The Wind in the Willows, so I might feel that way about Wind in the Willows <laughs> by the time we're done with that. Um, it's been years, but I know the one that I grew up with in the 90s, at least back then, was a movie that I loved. So I think you'll like that one. Okay. But I don't know that I've ever read the entire book of The Wind in the Willows, so I don't know how faithful it is. But I do remember we talked about the fact that Pan is in the movie, and you said, well, that bodes well for it. I do not remember that conversation, <laughs> but Pan is in the book, which, you know, I'm I'm not a follower of Pan, but that is in the book. No, it, it, I don't know if it's just leftover Victorian sensibility, why he included that, but he had a very um, poetic type mind, so maybe that was why. I don't know. The Wind in the Willows is almost stories within stories. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a whole story, but yet there are one or more chapters that could stand alone, and that one is almost one of them. Mm-hmm. And he would go off on these rambles about nature and yeah. Well, I guess I, nobody has ever done, at least to my knowledge, a decent version of one of my childhood favorite books, which was The Boxcar Children. I know there was mm. a CG version from a few years ago that looked terrible and I never watched it. So that seems like something that should almost be live action. It does. So we almost need to broaden the question of is there just, what What do we want that isn't a <laughs> well, movie? Well, that, that I asked earlier and right. I didn't think of it at the time, but yeah. I would add that to that. Actually, most any book that I like, if they made a good animated version, I'd be happy. 
Which is a good version, period. <laughs> yes. They should make a series of unfortunate events into an animated film. That would probably... Or a series of animated films. I liked the live-action version. Honestly, like that might... The illustrations... That might suit it better. Oh, it would. Because, like, those stories are so dark, and the live-action, they, they play into that. Whereas mm-hmm. if they animated it, maybe it would soften the stories a little bit. And then whatever fantastical thing is involved, mm-hmm. you can just draw it. Yeah. But they had such a good style. Brett Halquist, I believe, was the artist. He had such a unique style. Honestly, stop motion would probably suit suit that that very, very well. Either way. Because it's so oddball that that the the atmosphere of Mm -hmm. stop motion would probably be and maybe I would like the stories better. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a story that I needed to read with somebody like you did. Um, because when I started reading it by myself, it was just so dark and sad that I'm like, meh. <laughs> I think, like, yes, I got that they were dark and sad, but there was so much wordplay in them that I just found them hilarious, even though they were dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I can't throw stones on that one, because obviously I have my moments where something seems like it should be dark or scary, and I'm like, this is this is heartwarming. I like it. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the check, Alice. I, and that's the thing. I, I'm not... Okay, maybe I would buy it. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. That one was just so creative. And yeah. So, so out there. And it would be such a wonderful prank to play on people. Like, <laughs> it's movie night. We want to include you. You get to pick the movie. I mean, you could have so much fun with that. I want to watch Alice in Wonderland. Is there? <laughs> this one. Yes. <laughs> I'll go make the popcorn. <laughs> Gonna get to know Sarah a little bit better tonight. <laughs> what is it, like two hours long or something? I mean, I don't think that was a particularly short version or maybe it was just so. our review that we took well our review was I, my, our review that, that was one forever. of our longest ones that's one of the yeah. ones that made me think that i should start podcasting <laughs> but yeah well i think we've probably gone through all the topics that i usually talk about and and then some mm. well, i guess we probably could end this one here we will be back in a few weeks because sarah and me and a couple other people reviewed the new Pinocchio, the Netflix version from Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. So that episode will be coming as soon as I have a chance to edit it. (laughs) It'll be one of the most unique things that you'll ever see. Yeah. It was very much a labor of love. Yeah. So I guess until then, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeartMovies podcast network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.